Coming up on today's show. You know, I consider the release video to be a part of anti-cheating technology. How can we run a fishing tournament uh, where we don't need to be in the same place at the same time? I guess one in a foreign land is in Norway, and they have almost 300 participants, and that's ongoing right now. It's a it's a summer long tournament, uh, and I don't know how to I don't know how to pronounce the names of the fish, but. Uh, Broadcasting from the Taz and Lake Lodge studios, this is the Finding Fins Fishing Podcast. How much direction are you getting from the governor? To generate something like $2.4 billion. I don't know, maybe you didn't want me to tell the story on the show, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I, I knew you were going to go there. Wise relating to deep mind, where there's schools of bait fish. Today's show is brought to you by Haybale Heights on Devil's Lake. Visit haybaleheights.com for more. By Tazan Lake Lodge in northwest Saskatchewan. For trophy lake trout in northern pike, go to tazanlake.com. And by Lake of the Woods Tourism. Plan your trip to Lake of the Woods at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Well, last week we were filming with Darren Troseth on the Minnesota River as we were fishing for flatheads for a segment on Prairie Sportsman. And uh, during the night, we kind of asked him about his King of the Cats contest. And that's when he told me about Fish Donkey. Uh, And I've heard of Fish Donkey before, and I was friends with this guy on social media with a great last name, by the way. It's uh, Darren. (laughs) Darren, are you an Amundsen or an Amundsen, Darren? My father said Amundsen. I always say Amundsen. Hey, there we go. You know, we're Amundsen's too, and we don't always run into a lot of other Amundsen. So many other people say uh, Amundsen around these parts. So, hey, another Amundsen. I like it. Uh, he, uh, Darren Amundsen joins us now here on the show. Darren, how's it going? Uh, terrific, and I'm really glad. Thanks, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, you bet. Uh, tell our, our viewers and our listeners here what, what Fish Donkey is. So Fish Donkey is a way to create and run fishing tournaments on a mobile phone. Uh, You can do a virtual tournament or you can do more traditional tournament format. Uh, How it started, though, was we were looking at, I was looking at uh, with some of my friends, how can we run a fishing tournament uh, where we don't need to be in the same place at the same time? How can we have authentic results? How can we stop? It's okay if you're fishing with your buddies. And they're not probably going to cheat you, or maybe if, if you know them really well, maybe they do. I don't know. But uh, how do you fish against someone you don't know when they're in a different location and make sure the results are authentic and that they're not cheating? And so we sat. I sat down and looked at all different kinds of cheating across uh, weigh-in tournaments, virtual tournaments, everything I could find on it, and just started looking at how do we mitigate all of those problems. And so... Uh, that's where Fish Donkey came from, and that's how we got anti-cheating technology as a part of catch and release tournaments. Oh, really? So how does how does it work exactly? So, so I'm not the one who came up with the term anti-cheating technology, but that does explain it. <laughs> I started talking about like encryption and everything, but just like the gist, the basics of it is because we are a true native app running locally on your phone our software is right on your phone it enables us to do a whole bunch of things like completely control the camera the audio uh we know exactly when and where we can timestamp photos and make sure they're not altered in any way so no old photos or altered photos can be admitted into a tournament without a notification going to the host wow really interesting yeah. i didn't realize there was that much involved with it darren uh, well, it's not really that difficult. It's just that the 
going through and doing a native app is uh, a lot of work. Um, and then, you know, you have to do it for Android. All, all Android phones are different. Uh, so that's, there's a lot to that. And then iPhone is a little bit easier. Um, but then you also have to have a website and a back end and something that you can communicate with. Um, but the beauty of it is because we're running software locally on your phone, it's a true app that can work without internet. So we can go out, we can go in airplane mode or we can go to the northern part of Lake of the Woods. We can go anywhere and you can use it, record your fish, you know, for the day through the app. We can do video and photos. And a lot of times video is the best way uh, to do real large fish like like Darren Shoseth. Um, by the way, I think Darren Shoseth is probably one of Minnesota's greatest big fish fishermen. He's just, he's all about that. And he's, well, he's a Minnesota state record holder for sturgeon. Um, and, you know, I was kind of fortunate to to have a relationship with him because he's one of the early adopters of Fish Donkey. But anyway, uh, he, he was a proponent of video and he's using a lot of video for measuring his big fish. It turns out video is really important for that. You can't get a huge fish in a camera frame as easy as you can with video. And, you know, we also have the release. So, so yeah, we also, you know, I consider the release video to be a part of anti-cheating technology. It's what, if you conclude that with your whole submission, so you have photo documentation plus a release video, then we know that fish is alive. It swam away. It's not something that was frozen and then thought out in, in, in photographed. It's actually a live fish that swam away and it wasn't put in the live well so that it could be remeasured the next day or a half an hour later or something. It actually swam away. So that fish is now gone. You picked it up off the measuring board. It swam away. If you want to measure it again, you have to catch it again. And I think that'd be okay in most tournaments. So if somebody wants to set up a tournament, what, what all do they have to do? And what's, what are the different parameters you could do in a tournament like that? As far as like the parameters for setting up and running a tournament, it, you can, you can define any species. It doesn't just have to be largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, white bass. It can just be called bass. You can call it whatever you want. And then, so we define, you, you enter the species that you want to fish for separately. And then you enter uh, the categories and the categories would be like leaderboards. So if you want to have a winner for largest fish, you would have a largest, a largest bass category. If you wanted to, uh, we call it stringers, could be bag limit, whatever. If you wanted to do like uh, a limit of 10 bass, um, then that would be another category. And you can add that in the same tournament. You could do bass, crappie, bluegill, all in one tournament. It's, there's really no limit to it. So you can, um, I mean, you can set it up pretty much any way you want to then. Right. Yeah, it's flexible that way. So we have a group of friends out here. Uh, in fact, we were fishing last night, and we were talking about this in the boat. We, we, one of the guys, Tony Crotty, came up with this idea uh, that he wants to set up a little challenge of catching every fish in the state of Minnesota. And we've kind of opened it up just to a fun tournament here with a, with a group of friends. And I started telling him about this fish donkey. I said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Darren tomorrow. I'm going to see if this would be something that would work for what we're trying to do. So could we do that with your app? Right. Yeah, you can do that. Um, we have guys that do it, you know, set that kind of thing up uh, often. Uh, and the way I, the best way I've seen it is um, it evolves as it goes. So uh, I don't know, like not everybody might catch a pike minnow uh, or maybe you don't want to list every single species in your in your tournament that's in the state. Because when you go to enter a fish, you'd have to look at this 
really long list of fish uh, and choose one off the list. So normally it's pretty easy if it's just like uh, walleye, bass, pike. You just boom, it's one of the three. It's very simple entry. If it was really long, you might be, uh, you know, scrolling a little bit. So what I suggest when you do those kind of tournaments is you you enter the ones you know you're going to catch. You do your walleye, bass, or, you know, it's walleye, smallmouth, largemouth, pike, the, the normal fish that we catch, and, and, you know, some of your more popular rough fish. And then if I was going to add in another one, I would just call it uh, any other fish. And... And when you catch that, any other fish, um, or maybe it would be called like define this species. So you're, it's, an, it's an undefined species. You would enter it as undefined species. And then the host, when they go to judge the fish, they would move it into its own category. And they would say, yep, there's sturgeon. So we've got sturgeon in the tournament now. Uh, and they add sturgeon to it. So it's kind of evolving as it goes. And you can add species as the tournament's running. Oh, perfect. Okay. All right, and uh, what's, what are some of the different types of tournaments that you've seen that people are using, and how far across the world has this reached? Yeah, so, um, you know, I guess the completely opposite side of the world, Australia, uh, we've got some tournaments down there right now. Uh, the biggest one in a foreign land is in Norway, and they have almost 300 participants, and that's ongoing right now. It's a, it's a summer-long tournament. Uh, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to pronounce the names of the fish, but uh, the I, I think you know I'd like to see a challenge. Um, uh, I, I think we can compete with pike with their pike. I know they get big pike, but I, mm-hmm. I think we can hang with them. Uh, and it looks like a similar species. Their their perch are way bigger, but pike looks really like a uh, something we can all fish for. What's the weirdest contest you've seen somebody use your app for? Yeah, I didn't really answer your other question about other contests. I don't know about the weirdest. I mean, you get people setting up, you know, basically photo contests, but, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I've heard of some people doing, uh, uh, having, uh, I don't know if you call it a contest, but having a goal of trying to catch the smallest fish in Minnesota. Have you ever seen somebody set that up and and try to track small fish? Yeah, I think Nicole Stone started it in Nicole Stone Outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, she set up a walleye tournament last winter, ice fishing, and she had smallest walleye. Hmm. And uh, I think, you know, her and um, Ada on Ice, uh, it seemed like they had a lot of fun with judging that one. I, there's, you know, the guys entering this little tiny walleye. It's <laughs> funny, really. It's like, it's so, sometimes they, I don't know how they caught them, how they got them through the ice. They were so small, they didn't look like walleyes anymore. <laughs> have to have like some DNA analysis. <laughs> well, let's go back to uh, these tournaments because um, not only could you could this help you in a catch and release tournament get that fish back into the water sooner, which would obviously help its mortality, you know, uh, help the fish from dying, help the mortality rate. But in the COVID world that we're living in, this could be a way to keep people from interacting too much with each other, couldn't it? Right. Yeah. And so like when COVID first came around, our business got hurt a little bit because uh, we had some things that we'd worked on over the winter. We had some plans, uh, big tournaments coming up. They got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, you know, we were going to be be working uh, the Minnesota governor's opener. So I was like, well, this is going to be a high, highly publicized event. A lot of people will hear about Fish Donkey. Boom, got canceled. Uh, but then I think it started in Green Bay uh, with a guy, Michael Yamaguchi, who said, 
you know, I don't know if I told him about the idea or he came up with the idea, but he ran with it and he started doing boat check-ins. Uh, and that was brilliant. And so instead of defining a fish, he defined live well video and put it on the leaderboard. And so in the morning you can do a boat cavity check. And the very first entry that the fishermen do is the boat cavity check. And it's like, oh, okay, that uh, means, uh, you know, you don't have to gather. You don't have to be there to check the boat. And you also don't, already don't need to be there for the weigh-in uh, because you've got the live leaderboards. Uh, there's some, some actually, it's, it's nice to have live leaderboards in a lot of ways. It's, it's good for fish, obviously. Uh, it's also a lot less work to run a tournament with live leaderboards. And the excitement is really, in a weigh-in tournament, the excitement is at the very end of the day, all packed into that little end. I think it's probably not so exciting for fishermen, maybe just only for the winners. Uh, but throughout the day, when you're fishing in a live leaderboard tournament, it's very exciting. You get leaderboard notifications that come in when there's a new leader. Each time there's a new leader, you'll get a text message and it plays its donkey brain sound, uh, <laughs> which, which started out actually, it was actually pretty cool. Um, I had a really long, annoying donkey brain sound that went on for 10 seconds, and I just liked it, but nobody else liked it. And they were always like, <laughs> are you sure about that? And so eventually I just caved in and quit doing it. But Do you have it there? Um, Can we hear it? <laughs> you know what? The thing is, my dog hates that. But she started... She was fine in the beginning, but you know when we're doing product testing, it's like over and over and over. You're you're testing this thing all day. She just got pissed. She's <laughs> like a donkey. Um, wait, what were we talking about? I don't uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> oh, we were talking yeah. about. Okay, we were talking about how it, how it's changing uh, yeah. tournaments and keeping people from having to get too close to one another. A lot yeah, of leaderboard. So, when, yeah, so, so like during. During a live leaderboard tournament, the excitement lasts the entire time. You know, it's not just at the end. Uh, sure. It's, it's, yeah, and, you know, it's there's an advantage because at the end of a weigh-in tournament, there's a lot of waiting while you weigh in fish. Um, but these are all, all these results are pre-sorted because everybody's submitting their fish. We know approximately what their length of their stringer is, and they can everything be pre-sorted. And so you can just look at the top five. If the only top five win, you just – you only have to verify the top five in a weigh-in tournament. You have to weigh every single fish, but in one of these tournaments, it's just so much less work. You only have to verify the, 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 the winners. Uh, you don't have to do it all. And it's much faster. Now, is there a flip side of that? If you wanted to create some drama and, and maybe hide, you know, who's in the lead or, you know, maybe you could cover the name, but keep the, the fish size in the lead to, just to create a little more drama in the contest. Is that possible? Yeah. So you can do that. Um, I always suggest people try the live leaderboard first, just so they have at least tried it. So they sure. say they know what they're getting off because if you turn it off, it's really sad, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you can turn it off. Um, there's a little bit, it's not like we didn't program it with the thought of mind that anyone would ever want to turn it off. Um, but you can do it. It's, mm. it's a little bit of a workaround and we'll eventually make it. We'll eventually make it so you can turn leaderboards on and off. Um, as designed instead of this workaround that we use. Uh, but right now also individual fishermen are sometimes hiding their results by going into airplane mode. So oh. they don't want to know <laughs> that they took the lead. So they go on airplane mode and they still record their fish, but they don't 
send it in. So it never hits a leaderboard and no one knows until, you know, towards the end. Sneaky. So well, get- but because that, that's a, a strategy that a guy could use because somebody might think they're in the lead. They don't need to upgrade and catch a bigger fish and somebody might have beat them, but they don't want them to know that they beat them yet. They might do that. Yeah. It was, it started, I think with people trying to hide, uh, they were claiming that, Hey, if I catch a fish, everybody's going to come over and fish by me because they know where I usually fish. And so if they're biting over here, they'll, they'll know that they're biting over by this Island or whatever, where the guy fishes. So I guess it was a small body of water. And so he was doing that. And everybody, I think people, maybe a lot of tournaments, people do it. If it's a real long tournament, like a month long tournament, you don't need to do it. Sure. Sure. Well, uh, talk about some of the other challenges that you had to overcome with developing this app. Um, you know, the app development went really smooth. Uh, <laughs> uh, so right now, though, like one of our biggest challenges isn't isn't technology related. I mean, we have obviously some things we want to develop. Like we want to blow up team fishing, so you can have like you know, Fargo versus Grand Forth or Minnesota versus Wisconsin, all different types of team fishing. Uh, we've just got all kinds of new features that we want to add. So that's, that's more development, but like what's happened to us right now, that's a challenge for us as a business is we are getting so many phone calls all the time of people, people calling and wanting to set up new tournaments that there's no time to develop anything new. And we just need help. Like, um, you know, we, we could really use like a tournament director and run some of our own, some of our own tournaments, like fish donkey sanctioned tournaments. Uh, and I want to, I just, so many things that I want to do that we don't have time because we're just slammed with this new customers. And a lot of that new growth is COVID related because of uh, traditional tournaments being canceled, looking to do something a little more virtual because they can. Uh, and so may, maybe that'll slow down next year. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we're, we actually, we want to grow faster. We want to grow more. We don't want to just, uh, continue on the pace we're at, which is already pretty, pretty big, but we're going to raise money and go really big. And one of the reasons we want to do it is we just want to stay ahead of any competition that might pop up. Sure. So when somebody sets up a new tournament, there's work for you to do on the other end then? Um, well, they'll just like, so we don't have a lot of tutorials in place and there'll be questions. Oh, gotcha. So it's totally possible, you know, like Darren Shoseth, he's already had all his questions answered. He gets in and he sets it up and I don't even know that he did it. Uh, he's just, you know, happens automatic. He's got his payment set up. Um, but like a lot of people will, uh, people are really terrible at reading um, instructions. <laughs> like even if there's a pop-up window, like after you get done, when you create a tournament, a pop-up window says you must set up your payment. Like it's a one-time thing. You have to connect a bank account in order to receive your payment, your payout after the tournament. And not every, like the participants don't have to do that. Just the host, the tournament director gets all the money in their account and then they distribute it how they want. They can use Venmo, PayPal, put the money in an envelope under the doormat, whatever they want. Uh, but have to set up a bank account for them to receive that money. And even though they're a legit customer who wants to run a tournament and there's a pop-up that like fills up your screen and says, you must do this. They don't do it. They just hit okay. And then they think it's done. So like, then we have to contact them and say, Hey, you need to set up your payment. We'll put your tournament pending. And then there's, you know, just, there's a lot. Um, there's a lot with onboarding uh, bigger events. Also the bigger the event is, the more 
time you want to spend just to make sure it goes well. I mean, sure. so we spend a lot of time. Well, let's talk about payments. Is there is there a fee to run a tournament on the app? Does it does it uh, does the app cost anything in general? How how does money come into this? So, this is our current model, which could change. Uh, getting the app is free. It's free to download, free to join, and then if you create a tournament as a host, that is also free. But you can't run free tournaments. We're not going to run free tournaments totally free. So there's a fee when someone joins. So for example, if the tournament entry uh, fee is $100, the tournament goes in, tournament director goes in, builds it on the app and sets the price at $100. Every time someone joins, they pay $100 plus a fish donkey fee, which on 100 is $7. So they would pay $107. The tournament gets the 100, we keep the seven. It's like a sales tax, um, and it can be a very small fee because the, if if we're only talking about a ten dollar entry, that our fee goes down. So on a ten dollar entry, it's a dollar fifty. Hmm. And well, you guys got to get paid for for putting in the work. I mean, you know, right. got to be a little right. something there for you. Okay. Well, what what? Uh, obviously, anybody can download and download this in the app store or find it on your website. I'd assume. Right. Yeah. If you go to our website, fishdonkey.com slash app, you can directly download it either if you're an Android or iPhone user, um, or you can find it, you know, in Google Play or in iTunes. What other, do you have any other apps in development or is this one taking up all your time? This is uh, my day job and my night job oh, really? and my co-founder's day job and night job. Yes. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Wow. Well, yep. tell us a little bit about, about your background. Uh, how did you, I mean, did you develop this yourself? What's your, what's your uh, educational background? So, so I grew up up north. I, we talked about that a little bit before this. Um, and I went to the U, uh, electrical engineering. Uh, then I, I went to MIT and I studied new product development and wow. new ventures, which is the entrepreneurship track. So I wanted to start high tech companies. That's that's why I did that. And then we went to Austin, Austin, Texas. Um, and I actually first started Fish Donkey in Austin, Texas. And we've since moved here. My wife is from St. Paul, Minnesota. So we've moved back to Minnesota. And the development and everything got completed here. I didn't do the programming. Uh, I did. I did our website. Um, the brochure type website, the one that looks kind of nice. Um, but I didn't do, you know, I don't, I can't do all of that. It's just a lot. Uh, and so I worked with someone I knew had an app company, someone that I went to school with and I talked to him and I worked with some of their subcontractors. Um, and we still work with the same people. Uh, I talked to him. I mean, I talked to him today. We have a new version. We were updating the app all the time. So we have new versions coming out. So you, um, so, so you went to MIT, but you can't figure out why my dad gets tagged in your pictures on Facebook. Yeah, so that's a good one. <laughs> so, so I didn't, I, I never, I don't think I met you before, right? I, you know, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah because uh, your dad kept popping up in my Facebook feed, Ron Amundsen. And so, and, and my uncle, one of my dad's brothers, my one of my favorite uncles taught me to trap. His name was was Ron Amundsen. And so I just like, well, I'm just going to befriend him just because he's got the same name. And, and so I did. And then I was talking to him and he's like, Oh, I thought you were one of Brett's friends. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't really know him. <laughs> and, uh, uh, 
But the funniest thing started happening is I would post my photos on Facebook and it would tag your dad. And I like, <laughs> like one time I had to delete it like twice. Like I posted it and I didn't, you know, I'm on my phone and I'm not paying attention. It's like, I, I delete it and I repost it and it tag your dad. It's just funny. That's Cause hilarious. I don't think I look like him, but. <laughs> and he's 80. So (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious. Well, uh, what about products? I saw you guys have a a new measuring board out. Uh, I think I saw on your Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. So measuring boards are a good fit for us to sell. And so we sell right now, just, we have a, you know, a 30 inch board, which is really nice for the state of Minnesota. Uh, because you're probably not going to catch that many walleyes over 30. And if you do, that's a great problem. But you can do smallmouth bass, walleye, and actually it's really good for pike because you've got that 30-inch and under that you can keep. Usually that's the measurement. Uh, So anything over that, you're going to probably throw back anyway. Um, So, yeah, that's the only other product we have right now. Uh, And the reason we sell that one is it's if if we're going to sell something that's a measuring board, it's going to be something that's approved for tournaments that's going to show up really well with high contrast quarter inch measurements. That's going to work really great for online tournaments because you, you need something that's not going to be blinded by the sun or, you know, have numbers and lines you can't see. So these are great measuring boards that will work great for that. Uh, and then, you know, we're also selling some of the, like the aluminum board is a big hit with uh, high schools. Uh, they're putting their school team name and logo on the board. And, you know, we can do a custom ones and sell, you know, a hundred or more, or we can do 25 or more of those if you want. All right. Um, and anything coming up in the future that you, uh, that you can tell us about any plans in the future that, uh, that, that we can expect that you can tell us about with the app or anything? Or is it all, to- or is it all top secret right now? Well, you mean like with app development? Yeah, or any features or anything that, that are going to be coming that people have been asking for or anything like that? Oh, there's a ton. <laughs> I, yeah, look um, at the idea board back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so you can't see it. It's off to the side. But, I I mean, there's a lot of things like we're going to do. Like we do multi-day tournaments and we'll do cumulative and all that. But. Um, you, you can't see it on there, but one of the things that I want to do is like a, an angler's resume. Hmm. Uh, and so, you know, like if you do video games, like, I don't know if you ever played like Halo or any of the old, older school, like, so like, you know, they would keep track of like every bullet you shot and like what your success rate is and all that. So we'll do stats. Like, you know, you'll have like, you'll be able to see like what your biggest fish was in a tournament. Um, and maybe we'll have awards and like ranking systems for anglers. Like we'll okay. probably come up with a formula. So you'll have a, you'll have a bio, you'll have a photo, and then you'll also have some of your accomplishments within fish donkey to make it even more, uh, interactive. And I think actually we'll make it a little more fun to try to compete in more and different styles of tournaments to catch different types of fish, uh, and become like accomplished. Uh, so that's one of the things coming and that's going to take a little while, but, uh, sure. That's one of the plans. Okay. Well, very cool. I'm, I'm interested in uh, checking it out. We'll probably try it out, uh, hopefully, for this contest here. Otherwise, I'm going to come up with something. I'm going to come up with a reason to try out uh, the Fish Donkey app. Uh, Darren, where can people find that? Uh, and where can we find you online, social media, and all that good stuff? So, um, yeah, we're on Facebook. Just look up Fish Donkey. And then, you know, we have fishdonkey.com. Uh, one thing I would suggest, maybe, if you want to try a tournament, um, 
It's not real expensive. Ike has one, Mike Iconelli. Um, I think it's a particularly good one. Uh, you know, it's bass, and it's the month of July, uh, which could be pretty fun. But I'll, there's another one, actually. If you're if you are in Minnesota, or even if I think you have to be in the state of Minnesota, Andy Pedersen has one, and I think he called it Toothy Toothy Critters, something like that. So his tournament is uh, your three largest pike and. Uh, and that is in Minnesota in July, and it's not for the whole month. It's like one specific weekend. But if you look up Toothy Critters, you'd be able to see that one. I think I'd join one of those two. So those are uh, those are tournaments that somebody else has already set up that I, any of us watching or listening to this yeah. right now could go join. Right, right. Oh, yep. interesting. Okay. Yeah. If you want to do walleye, Aaron Weeb, uh, Aaron Weeb does not have a July walleye tournament up yet, but he is uh, posting a July one. He's finishing up his June tournament right now. Uh, and I don't know how we're going to do the July one, if there's going to be regions or if it'll be state specific or it'll just be, or if it'll just be worldwide again. Right now it's like anywhere in the world you can compete in one tournament for the month of June, which is ending today. The guy caught a, uh, 33 and a half inch walleye win that one. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, I'm beginning to think we need to have a sporting journal radio one or a finding fins fishing podcast tournament. We may have to talk after this, after the show. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> get something going all right uh darren amundsen i appreciate the time here on the show good luck with fish donkey all right thank you thanks a lot this has been the finding fins fishing podcast part of the sporting journal radio family find us online at findingfins.com and make sure to check out our sponsors they're pretty cool devil's lake is legendary and this summer has been legendary for walleyes don't miss out call Haybell heights campground and resort today to book one of their modern cabins on east bay the cabins are furnished with a full bathroom kitchen and all the amenities like high-speed internet and are clean following cdc guidelines staying at Haybell heights gives you full access to a private boat launch fish cleaning station and beach area learn more at haybellheights.com that's haybellheights.com plan your trip to legendary devil's lake today As we all navigate through the tough times of 2020, finding new ways to enjoy summer has become a way of life. If you're searching for the perfect getaway this summer, look no further than the walleye capital of the world, Lake of the Woods. Fish the Rainy River, Big Traverse Bay, and don't forget you can still experience the uniqueness of the Northwest Angle. For your best chance to catch big fish, go where the big fish are, Lake of the Woods. Plan your trip at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. If Trophy Lake Trout and Monster Northern Pike are on your list this summer, book a trip to Tazan Lake Lodge in northwestern Saskatchewan. Everything from numbers to big fish. See pictures, videos, and more at tazanlake.com. This is quite the fishery. Our five-star chef will feed you well after a day of chasing giants on Tazan Lake. Dream come true. Get rates, dates, and more of what you can expect. It could be the best fish you've ever had in your life. At tazanlake.com. That's tazanlake.com. Tazan Lake Lodge is a proud partner of Tourism Saskatchewan. Hunt, fish, conserve, repeat. That's the mission here at Sporting Journal Radio, and if you love the outdoors as much as we do, show it off with new wildlife-themed gear from the Sporting Journal Radio store. From hoodies to hats, coffee mugs, wildlife prints, and you can even make your phone stand out with a new case sporting some high-quality wildlife photography. Go to sportingjournalradio.com and click on Store. We have a huge selection of gear with new items being added every week. Powered by Shopify, which is trusted by over 1 million businesses and offering a variety of ways to pay, including PayPal. Shop now at sportingjournalradio.com.